You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird Science is the revolution. Hello, you weirdos out there, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. This is a Friday night spotlight episode, a thank God it's Friday podcast. And what we're going to do here is give you a peek into what we do over on the Patreon. I'm going to give everybody here on the regular feed the Patreon spotlight that we did back way back, January 6th, 2022, a couple weeks ago. Featuring Crush and Lobo number eight and Dark Knights of Steel number three. There's kind of a column A, column B reason for this. Column A, I'm sick as a dog and I ended up guzzling a bunch of NyQuil. So I'm in no condition to drive, right? You wouldn't want to do that. Maybe, you know, make some big life decisions. I shouldn't do that, how I am. And also a podcast. Friends do not let friends podcast on NyQuil. It'd be a disaster. So what we're going to do is go back couple weeks and i'm going to give you the spotlight there is also the column b reason is this gives you a peek into what we do over on the patreon we end up doing the spotlight each and every week if you listen to our regular show on sunday night you'll hear us talk about the spotlight all the time we always say it at the beginning i always say hey everybody the spotlight with two books picked by the badasses the get fresh crew uh-uh. and then we list the books this week when we did this, we listed the Crush and Lobo number eight and Dark Knights of Steel number three. And it's one thing to say this, but I think because we do the show so much and it's been around so long, it kind of ends up where that kind of goes in one ear out the other. And I think it's best to occasionally let everybody see and hear what we are actually talking about and what we do. So you'll end up being able to hear this in episode that is an hour and 20 minutes talking about two books, which shows you. We kind of played a little loose. We have some fun. We extend some things and, you know, that sort of deal. And if you like what you hear, it'd be awesome for you to go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you'll get this Patreon spotlight every Thursday, like clockwork. It comes out every Thursday. We really haven't missed any since we started it, just like we have a podcast on the regular feed now. That is seven years old and we've never missed a week yet. I mean, that that should mean something. To somebody, I know it means a lot to my family. They're furious with me each week. So, with all of that, yeah, please go and at least check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/WeirdScience, and you'll get a ton of things. Speaking of which, when you listen to this, if you want to glance into the show notes of this podcast, I do have a listing of some of the shows that we do. I have some of the weekly shows that we do. We have shows. That come out each and every week on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You can check those all out and all some sorts of other things. But they're all there on the Patreon just waiting for you. A lot of fun stuff. Patreon.com slash weird science. That's it for me. I'm going to go pass out, you know, like people do on a Friday night. Passing out. Eric right now, he told me he was going out drinking. So he's just doing the same thing I'm doing. I'm just doing it a little more responsibly in my mold-filled basement. So there you go. But this is me and Eric, again, talking about Crush and Lobo number eight, the finale to the Mariko Tamaki series that I was not a big fan of, and Dark Knights of Steel number three, a really, really good Tom Taylor Elseworld story. So let's go to that. And thanks a lot for listening to me ramble on. Turn on the spotlight. Even if it's just a dip in your toe 
It's time for the Spotlight episode here. Me and Eric. Oh, my goodness gracious. Here we are. You okay? Uh, yeah, no. I ended up, like I said, we were talking beforehand. I ended up falling on my butt so during you uh, the recording of the Marvel stuff. I might have a concussion. My back hurts. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, Eric. But I, and I can't get I up. have fallen. I can't get up. But then, like I usually do, I am on that same chair again. Of course you are. Hoping that it does not repeat there's a, there's itself. There's somebody in my life that I know who is incapable of learning. And you know what? It's not wrong turn. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mentioned wrong turn in one of my books. I had an incapable I of learning. you understand. And, and not, not willing to spend any money. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those two are a dangerous duo Just pile here up some for phone me. books like you do when you drive. Well, I do have a, kind of a shim thing underneath this seat because my seat ends up missing a wheel slash foot. So with that, Rafe ended up, he was going to get rid of it. It looked is like chair it, diabetic. Yeah, well, yeah, it really it's is. missing it, a foot, Jim. It also is missing an arm, but we'll, we'll go with that uh, because, uh, yeah, you know on what? the you, one side. Uh, I'm telling you, you are just bringing in garbage to add to your freaking no, I, black you mold even studio. Said, I said to you that it would give me more back support, and you said, when are you leaning back while Seriously. we're doing that? I know your face is pressed right against that microphone at all times. It is, and it, right now it really is up against but when am I going to sit there and put my arm on the, the arm of the chair? What do you think? This is a relaxing thing? What do you think well, this right is? Right now, I'm vacation? leaning to the side. I have some like of those uh, plastic Tupperware like bins stacked up right next yeah. to me. And I got my oh, arm really? up on one of those. It's a little do bit higher you? than the chair arm. Oh, nice. Kind of leaning to the side, being all badass about it. I have my one. My right arm is underneath my blanket, <laughs> my noise-canceling blanket on the mouse. My other hand has to stay away. I mean, I have to make myself, and you know that I can't. It has to stay away from the desk, because I'll either knock my coffee off or I'll hit the mic. That so just keep scrolling that. on the mouse and have no well, idea. Well, the mouse, I'm notes. scrolling fully yeah. doing that. I've already accidentally deleted the credits for Crush Lobo and had to hit that now, back button. Going to back go to what to I it. said initially, there's a man in my life who has, is incapable of learning. What I do is, as we're talking, I'm always just highlighting it's the you. stuff on the deal, and then I'll hit something. I'm like, oh no, I don't have that award-winning blurb. And so, with all and you of never that, did. here we are. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was a blurb, may not have been award-winning, but we end up having two books here. And I even thought, and I talked to you off and the air. I off the air. I talked to you with the idea where we keep pushing the idea that. The badasses, the Get Fresh crew, are picking bad books because they want to save the regular podcast. They want it to be more positive. That's my and positive spin on what's going on in my life. Look at things. Oh, this- God's just fucking with me and making my entire life awful just because he knows I can deal with it. And there'll be a grand reward at the end. That's what's really going on in my life. Right, Jim? No. This week I was full out told by a bunch of people. And maybe it was because I kept saying that. Maybe it's just not related. But ended up saying that. We are actually kind of going against our word a bit. Something that might, is it faking the funk? Because we were thinking, if we hate a book, why do it, whatever. But that is that 
false positivity for the pipe. And so a lot of people have requested that we start doing some of these books that we don't like. Now, with that, I thought, well, but then they said, don't you get it? The badasses love hearing you guys rip in a book. That's why they keep it for themselves. I'm like, oh, I, I think I like Eric's positive spin yeah, on things. This is 2022. Better, Jim, this is positive, Jimmy Todd. There are some things that, you know, you, you just can't, we can't go back in time, Eric, and, you know, finish a Rorschach, right, or things like that. But I have told Did you that. that end well, do you know? I I don't know. Did oh, it yeah. end? I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, does any of his stories truly end? Do they? They just end up heading off into the ether to, to about one Tom day King or be, about Tamaki? be ambiguous. The same thing. And, and so, well, I said that we're we'll start doing some of these things that we don't necessarily love. The problem is, though, there are books that legitimately the things that I don't like to talk about is boring stuff, things that are boring. And I think that that is something that the Get Fresh crew uh, could understand because then the, the discussion is boring. How many times can you say boring, boring, boring? But things that might drive us nuts, like, say, a Mark Russell or a Tom King, maybe we'll get a little bit because. All this comes back to Crush and Lobo number well, for eight. Some I mean, reason, I've I've always been on board for the idea of us doing Killing Time coming up in a few months. It's going to be out. I'm like, I, for some reason, I feel, felt like we needed to do that for whatever reason. Yeah, well, that seems some more of like our deal because we're doing Bat Cat as well. Yeah. So we're still doing that, but some of the other things maybe we should have kept doing like Strange Adventures and things because it got wacky, or maybe there'll be the luck of the draw and we'll actually like some of the stuff, but. The, the idea that we don't talk about those, but yet we talk about this crushing Lobo from beginning crushing to end is Lobo. so ridiculous. Look, look, the thing is, I'll, I'll play this out here right now. Crushing Lobo, it's a ridiculous book. It's eight issues of nonsense that I never want to see again. It is in continuity. That's what I knew you something that Hopefully, it should have at least, we, by the end of this issue, might. been something that elevates the character of Crush, who is still relatively new to the DC Comics, who I enjoy and want to see be elevated to a degree that she'll be around for a long time. It's, it's the opposite. That's why is, I'm here. And de de elevate is it de elevating the yeah. character? Do you sure. think that it's basically no, in your is, mind? It's just straight nothing. Exactly, the character hasn't done anything but walk away from the Teen Titans at this point. That's the only thing this has done so far. And what what is Michael so Tomasi doing now with that? Why Catch why paycheck? Why do I get well? Yeah, why do I get mad though? When I see people enjoying it, <laughs> I don't know why. Because it's 2022. I don't know why you're doing that. Positive, positive Jimmy. Jimmy. I mean, maybe Positive Jimmy is not going to come around. I don't know. I'm still waiting you can't for lie him. to me like this. Well, you can't say waiting. this now. I said that he was going to show up, but, you, uh, you know, I don't control him. Right now. I don't control him. And that's the other Fucking thing. Dr. Like, Jekyll and Mr. Hide and Seek. <laughs> hide and Seek indeed, Eric. But the idea of this crushing Lobo, I, I just, I end up reading it. And then I, I thought, you know, fucking this crazy. I'm not reviewing it. I ended up, I haven't reviewed every issue anyway. And I ended up, it was really getting pressed for, for luck there because me and Luke ended up doing manga stuff late. So I ended up doing three reviews that I thought were the bigger ones in Crush and Lobo. And then it gets me mad because then I look at the aggregate score. I'm like, people are going to say this did, is a Jim. critical darling. You did. But again, do I want to? Again, Positive Jimmy doesn't want to be the four out of ten there to you know, gum up the Positive words, Jimmy can but Positive give us Jimmy a needs bad to be there. You for a book that deserves it and still have a positive spin while talking about something and just not say positively avoid it. I don't ever want right? to talk about yeah, it again. It is. It's ridiculous. And whoa, you're singing my song here. You're, you're humming my tune. Eric. I love me a crush. I want to know all about crushing her, her dear old mama. It's funny, we don't really have to justify things, but me and you love Crush, and we're looking forward to this, hoping that it would elevate the character, give her a bit more of a background, 
you know, get the whole I character have a thing. going. Once Task Force Z is over, I want Vengeance, the daughter of Bane, to hook up with Crush and talk about whose daddy can beat up whose daddy. Damn right. And and just the idea that she doesn't even know enough to have Roundhouse call once. Like, the idea that it's just at the end, oh, I have 10 million red arrows. No, no, no. It, do the whole deal. Play the whole game. Up. Turns out Roundhouse was just one of those fake friends. I guess, you know, but you have Crush and Lobo number eight. We'll just get into this. Yeah, he does. Written by, what, what's Wallace doing nowadays? I, I was thinking of that is, the other I think day. about Wallace all the time. Like we talk about in Jackson Hyde books, like Aquaman to be coming. I think about these young characters so much where I think maybe one day, like always, I'll be a part of DC Comics. I'll be a writer. And these are the characters I want to focus on because I really want to do, see something or do something interesting with Wallace West. Yeah, and, and it would probably hinge on I'll bring his, his daddy back. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. You have a great thing the there. Again, to reverse Flash, bring his ass back quick. Mariko Tamako, she's good with these daddy issue stuff, right? No. She seems to really be great at this character work. I am great with daddy issues, and I'm great as in I cry a lot about that it. That is true. Uh, by the end of this blurb, I do want to spell out two things that I have pretty much said Mariko Tamaki. It's her trademark, and I think that this shows it completely, but my blurb is this, first the credits, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Amon K. Noplon, Tamra Bonvalon, Archibaldus, and Ariana oh, Mayer. Uh, yeah, really, I mean, <laughs> Michael W. Coward is, oh, I make mean, <gasps> better. Wow. Oh, my. Positive Jimmy would say that. I wish this was a seven-issue mini for two reasons. Two reasons. The first reason is then, according to Eric, it would be hypertense, and not what future writers of Crush will reference for the character. Second, we would have been done talking about it last month. I mean, theirs is a big deal. I wish it was seven issues, but it wasn't. Mariko Tamaki no. finishes up her story with more jokes, never realizing the biggest joke is actually her story. Oh, my. oh my goodness. The gloves are off there. This finale, stand-up, Jimmy. <laughs> this finale seems to want to set up a sequel series. And while one reviewer called it a minor classic, I don't even understand what that means. terrible, yes. Minor classic. Ooh, I'm such a bitch. <laughs> I hope the sales are an indication that this will fade away into oblivion. Now, I have told you all along, and, and yeah, sometimes I crap things out of my ass, uh-huh. mainly because it's my prison wallet. But besides yeah, you don't, that, can't afford toilet paper. Exactly. But I've said to you all along since Mariko Tamaki, not even actually, it's been the X23 book since right. I started reading that coming over. And I did. And you'll admit it. You already did. So don't play your game. What? I said Mariko Tamaki will never have anybody in her books actually do a bad thing. I've Everything is always a race, you know it, and it's <laughs> always a twist that it's something else. Oh, oh yeah. somebody was mind controlled. Oh, somebody ended up ha- had a conk on the head. Oh my god! And yet we'll have all of these freaking jump through hoops explanations of why a person's not the way you've perceived them the entire time, without actually ever getting a story in the process. And so with that, yeah, and and the best thing is what she tries to get away from is usually the only character trait that she got right. She ends up, Maxwell Lord can't possibly want to mind-control people. and do, Lobo wouldn't be a piece of crap who would try to frame his daughter to get out of jail. Lobo. That all gets taken away. The other thing that she does, and does it in every book, we said it last week, even in the Detective Comics, though I hear this week, that it's pretty good, but we'll hope for that. I really want to do a thing, too, where somebody does the stuff with Crush going forward. Like, let's just even say that we're going to pick up where we leave off at this, like, you know, space trucking Crush and her fucking space lizards doing space bounty trucking. hunter shit. But the idea, like, you Bing know, bang. if you need to do something positive with her father, have some kind of weird connection, and you're not getting it from here, you haven't gotten it from the Teen Titans, do a strange hyper time slash time travel story that puts her back in time pre-New 52 
in the Teen Titans era, like in the 2000s, when we had the Lil Lobo Slobo, where she can meet up with her father, who is a child like her, a teenager, and get that, like, you know, the idea of those two working together with the perceptions they have and how Lobo was with the rest of the teens at that point in time. Yeah. And the other thing, again, the other I thing is I don't want to have both of them with Lobo again, though. We've done too much already. Exactly. The other thing, though, is that she'll never explain anything. And when she runs into a dead end, she'll just say, No time oh, for explanations. I mean, how many on. times have we had? Well, I don't understand really how that works, but hey, what are you going to do? We Let's had that in forward. Detective. We had that in Wonder Woman. We had that idea of the explanation of the mouth monster because she changes everything. Oh, yeah. Things will change through, and then somebody will bring it up, and there'll be no, oh, we really can't explain that. We don't know. Well, but it's a you lot go like forward. when Tom King's Batman run, we say, well, why is this when he said something else? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, it didn't oh, happen you know, anyway. Yeah, that, that's just that. So you end up with this whole deal where the basis of this is just Crush going to visit her dad for, you know, daddy-daughter day. And then Lobo getting away, her seeking him, bring him back and find out that he really didn't mean to do this. Even like, the idea to put us in our story story we're like Lobo and Crush are meeting up in the intergalactic prison for the worst people in the universe, where he somehow takes a tracker out of his arm and puts it in his daughter's arm without her knowing it. That's how our story got started. That doesn't make any sense. Just imagine this at the end, where the idea that he duped Crush to go there so he can escape, it wasn't his idea. He didn't the do warden it. He subliminally was put this in his Lobo's mind to make him do this. Because the warden wanted it, just so then Crush would be held prisoner, then given her release to bring Lobo back. So our warden in the story in the intergalactic prison, a robot, can write her book about her father and daughter and saying that nature versus nurture, these two people, no matter like who they are, are always going to be as bad as they are. Yeah, it ends up being an experiment. And, and so with that, you basically, in this eighth issue, the final deal, you end up saying, hey, by the way, all the story... It was all bullshit. It, it never had anything to do with anything. It was all a dupe, and I was writing a book. The end. That's really what it says. And I think that Mariko Tamaki thinks she's being so clever here, and she is pretty much saying, I, I ended up just making you buy eight issues, and it really meant nothing, nothing at all, because even Lobo acting like a piece of crap wasn't really his character. It, but, but it is. You don't That's have to go this far. That's all we have seen Lobo do with Crush since Crush was introduced. You don't have to go this extra step. I mean, it is. You know, it's like slavery with extra steps. This Lobo, is- when he was giving his gift by Apex Lex, it was the ability to take control of his daughter's brain so she would kill the Teen Titans. I'm like, this is all Lobo does. Even the idea of her existence is something that Lobo has just wanted to end it since they met each other. He killed his entire species. Why would he leave this one going? And who knows how many sons and or daughters that Lobo has had and murdered throughout the galaxy so far. Exactly. And with that, you end up having... Oh, oh wasn't no. this idea. Don't no, worry. Yeah, what? really. So all this, like even the idea that you we took saw... pages to say it wasn't his idea? How about the idea that he ended up having that nice girlfriend? That en- Nothing. That Nothing. You end up where... All Honestly, of a sudden, I forgot at the all end, about her. That's you weird. Gotta, yeah, you got to bring up, oh, space lizards and the running joke. Well, just because of, the... of Lobo's space dolphin thing, now Crush has space lizards that love her, just like Lobo loves space dolphins. You end up having Modoc, the barista who has the to Modoc be another crane, running crane. joke. Now he's just, he wants to take over the universe. And, and, and that's, there's your sequel that I hope we never see. But yeah, the sequel was set up at the end where that character throughout the series who kept showing up for, who wants to like take over the world and it's for some reason an intergalactic barista then wants to put a bounty out on crush 
who then gets to the people who who actually own the intergalactic prison, call Crush up to say, you know what, when you and your father escaped, a lot of prisoners got out, and we saw what you did. We already got rid of the old warden because they were doing terrible things. We want you, Crush, though, to go and freaking do some stuff and round up all these escaped prisoners and bring them back. Money's going to be really good. So we actually spent page time in this non-story to set up a sequel where somebody's after Crush will crushes after other people, and we still didn't get a story here. No, that's the problem. You didn't finish your story, and you're setting up a sequel? I mean, seriously, where's Gre- where's Greta, Eric? Where- I, can't I don't know. Find Somewhere her on the soundboard. Dare you. Dare you. I mean, you don't even finish the story, and you actually make a full effort to pull back on everything so that you didn't tell a story. It makes no sense, and it's all the joke. Oh, I ended up having this book. That's out there. The Terrible 2, T-O-O. Well, the I idea- imagine Marika Tamaki, though, just really wanted to have to say this issue so she can have the idea for some reason during this whole explanation about what's been going on behind the scenes in this book with the terrible robot warden about the experiment that they're up to and the idea that this isn't therapy. Therapy is the idea of hope and redeeming people and how dare you give up on somebody that's the message that the entire you. story about who crushes, who her father is, nature versus nurture, because when father and daughter have to team up to take out all these robot freaking guards and therapists, they do it. Immediately turn on each other, and then Crush has to have the epiphany that, you know what, like I've done this entire time, I don't want to be my father. And this is going to be my first foot forward in making sure that that never happens, because I saw that, man. We did work together, but I don't want to be him. I don't want to be damaged. I can move past I can be with Katie because immediately gets to call her afterwards. Hey, you want to be like your father? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah now, with that, I'll go through all the things you said. First off, it says, you know, this isn't great therapy. This isn't. But yet early in the series, it did look like she was playing. Now, it was a dupe. Yeah. But it was Lobo actually making some progress. Because Talking that about was, things he learned in therapy. When, when you go with this idea, well, robot, you're in a comic book universe where you're on an intergalactic space prison don't give me the idea that just because it's a robot it can't give you good therapy by the end here she has to force the issue by almost saying that every robot including the security are therapy and that they're trying to give them therapy by attacking them after they attack them no the therapy we saw before actually seemed to be helping some people including what we thought was lobo that is nothing to do with the warden writing a book. Then you go with the idea of nature versus nurture. Number one, she barely knows Lobo, right? So you're going to go full out. Well, not nature. even that. Mariko Tamaki doesn't know Crush. No, doesn't know Crush. Because so that's even the, the thing. first yeah. issue, I was mad right away because she had no idea about Crush and her parents, foster parents, you know, life together and what happened to them and stuff like that. So immediately the idea was thrown out that Mariko Tamaki knew anything about Crush to go forward with the like the pursuit of understanding Crush better. So I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah, what are we so doing here? Here's the deal. What's the nurture that she's claiming? Because Taking care she of her doesn't drug know. Parents. She doesn't really know it, and we never explored it. In reality, you haven't really explored it very well ever, so that would have been something to see more of Agreed. if you're going to go nature versus nurture. So the nature is... And all you and I wanted was a mother explanation, Yeah, you don't too. get the mother. That doesn't make sense to have a nature part of that, of saying, oh man, am I just going to be like my dad? 
without knowing who the mother is because there's two parts to the equation. We only get one. I understand she does not want to be Lobo. The problem is that she looks like him, and they end up having well, that big and thing. Unless there's some really weird deep secret inside DC. I thought I'm going to deep secret too, but just the plan with the character where maybe it will be that, like I said, like as a joke to you before we even got on. Zarnians produce asexually or something like that. Like Lobo just has offspring and it and falls out of them or something I like that. I thought they or, were going to say she was a clone. Exactly. I, I, we could even go back to the freaking 90s with this uh, alien um, species called the Drawl that once, you know, at one point in time, they were cloning Green Lanterns to try to put them on the, in their sector that they would then go against all the Guardians. At one point, that was one of Guy Gardner's villains. Joe Gardner was just a clone of Guy Gardner with his, all his memories implanted in him. They were trying to make the best like people that, like, you know, they could to take over the sector and eventually the Guardians. Is it something along those lines? Yeah. And but we we have joke things. Time. Like, again, yeah, like you even have, you know, Superboy, the DNA of both Clark exactly. know, and, and, Lex. and Lex. And that's what me and Stork are doing right now. In Took the book like a the- decade to figure out who the other one was. So Jeff Johns came on board. That's the best. That's what we're doing. And then the first issue. So I think for the longest the time, Dirtle was supposed to be a general or something like that. It was one of his enemy's daughters or something like that. In the beginning of that Jeff Johns it was like first General issue, Westlake or something uh, like that. I can't remember. He, he ends up saying, oh, it was some wacky scientist. I, I'm more Kryptonian. I'm great, whatever. And then the uh, so that's the the interesting part. If you knew who the mother was and if it was just somebody, oh, it's just a regular Earth woman, whatever. Then you might be worried, and you could play with the idea that the Zarnian DNA, that's going to be the dominant deal. Oh, that's why I look like Lobo. That's why I'm acting like when she can just decide. But you don't set up either the nature of the nurture properly. Just then have Crush keep going. I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to be like my dad. Hey, you want to join with me like your dad? Yes. I don't care what anybody says, the idea of it, like, it's just, she's just like her father because that's all she is. Is this like the thing that she wants to be portrayed as in this? Like, I am just who I am, a monster. And that's what everybody sees me as. You go back to those Teen Titans issues where you see her backstory. She is a sweet, adorable little girl that takes care of her drug addled parents. And she does not freaking turn that weird chip on the shoulder corner until she finds out that her father is Lobo, an alien has been kept from him the entire time. And he's, in fact, a even villain. Even then, even then, if you are, and she, she distanced herself from people. She doesn't want to, because she's afraid people aren't going to like her or whatnot. But when you're a friend, like a roundhouse, even, or a red yeah, arrow, yeah. she will be fiercely loyal. She is even very, like, and that's not Lobo. Lobo wouldn't. Lobo sell you Lobo out killed in, his entire in a species. minute, right? So she's already had that progression. And then when you get to this, Mariko Tamaki does, you know, worse than MC Scat Cat. I mean, seriously, she went back no step 20 forward. steps. There was never a step forward. And then just deals with one issue that she seemingly can't figure out what to do with except make jokes and jokes. And in this issue did not even stay with Paul Abdul. He went and cheated on her immediately. He's moonwalking all the way back. He's still smoking, right? That was one of the ones too. So ridiculous. So I end up even with the idea where I'm getting furious about this because we wanted this to be a, a better look at Crush. Let's get a different version. Let's go. We're even a to do more with her eventually after the fact. And I see a CBR article that somebody put, thanks a lot, in, in the Slack that you end up CBR. This is the greatest thing because it turns Crush into DC's Deadpool. I'm like, no. I'm yeah. telling you, I saw that the headline. I'm like, how does that happen? Did you read any of this? No, and it's just because the the, is wall, it the, the breaking the fourth breaking. wall that's diary narration esque kind of thing. That's it. Here, yeah, that's it. Here's here's my you know advice. And you always said you always would want to work as a comic book writer. I've actually told you many a time. I would rather be an editor. 
because I want to whip you into shape. I want to be the guy in charge. And if I'm the editor, I'm going to, you know, say some shit. But with that, if somebody comes to me, and I think I even saw an editor say that they don't like the idea, might have actually been Scott Snyder, but somebody said they don't like the idea when somebody pitches a story and say, it's Jaws and Star oh, Wars yes, meets the other Jaws, because that means that you haven't got an original story. You're just so when you have a character that you're trying to develop. I like saying stuff like that too, just so I know that people know what I'm talking about before I have to go into explanation I got you. about but it. But again, when we're talking about to people, whatever. But I guess when you're trying to come up, but with the character, you can't be satisfied after an eight issue deal by saying, "Oh, she's just like another character." Especially because she's Lobo's daughter. You have to get her away from being somebody else. You have to make it crush. All I want to see is an article that says this defines crush, and she's a kick-ass new character, right? Or you know, not new anymore, but still yeah. not still this idea new. of because you know what. We kind of already have a couple Deadpools over here at DC, one of which have a Harley is Quinn. kind of a Harley Quinn. Lobo can even be that at points, but it's more Harley. Ambushbug. Uh, yeah, Ambushbug. I end up doing the solicits, and I end up, I f- always forget I get to that Harley one. It's like, hey there, it's me, Harley Quinn. I'm like, why are we playing these games? I'm not doing it. I end up making it so that it's just a regular solicit. I get so angry. I was reading tweets from Elmo last night, so I understand the game. <laughs> you are in, yeah. So at the end of this, I don't need somebody to say, oh, you want to know why Crush is great? Because she's dead. No, that, that's not what this should have Crush done. Crush is great because Crush is great. Read a comic. Crush is great for the same not reason here. that I was <laughs> arguing again. I mean, I can keep going back to arguments, but arguing with some people because, and we say it all the time with the Damian Wayne, like the idea of a Guy Gardner is why I argue because, oh, Tom King didn't do any, you know, Guy Gardner's always awful. That's his character. Dick. Awful. That's not true. No. And why he's many such facets. a great character and why I like is when you end up maybe starting with that, like a crush. And even like when you end up seeing the heart of gold of a Damian Wayne that we actually applauded so much at Joshua Williamson last week in the Robin book because of the fact that that gives the character more depth. You end up seeing that a character is going to send those people the issues of the Guy Gardner series, where I think it's like a Guy Gardner year one, where like aliens are probing his mind, and he goes back, and you see how he comes from this terrible, abusive family, and everything he did to overcome this, and then become a gym teacher for special education kids. I'm like, he is an amazing he character. Is. I, and I told these people this, on Twitter, but nobody... Because dick. of the fact that nobody ends up going past just Yeah, and dick. Aquaman just talks to fish. I got you. Yeah, guy. really. Exactly. So, and, and what you get down to the thing of it, and I wish that you would, you know, have these writers kind of think, you know, with Guy Gardner, Damien, stuff like that, is they're, if they're such dicks and they're so self why are they heroes? Why have they decided to put it all on the line in a selfless way? And, and yeah, it may be for accolades and things like that, but there's something Not more to that. Constantine. And so, yeah, I know. And so even he ends up having his moments, right? When he, yeah. you know, when he's not but sending. mostly, I think it's more of a survival instinct. <laughs> right. Well, this is the problem with Constantine, in my mind. He's already behind the, the, the eight ball, ball so yeah, much totally. that he's always trying to fight his way back. You put your head above water, it's getting punched in the face exactly. for all the shit you've done. So, but Crush is brand new, and we've already had, like you said, we've already seen the progression of a character. You said it right away in the series about how when she went out, and the birthday party, like something was wrong because she always expects people to hate her. So she put up that defense. But if you oh, yeah. show that you like her, even if she is kind of like, why are you doing that? What not? But she can be nice and she can end up. She's not a charmer. She's By very blunt and things like that. But that's 
part of her charm. I mean, it's the non-charm charm. And so you get this, and you don't get any idea throughout this whole deal, especially at the end, whether she's really learned a lesson or really developed any. It always seems like it's the spur of the moment, whatever goes, goes, because she's just going to join up with Lobo then. And I understand, but don't, don't pull back. Lobo didn't mean this, and he was, you know, mind controlled. And then just have her go. Well, you would have done it anyways. Like, yeah, yep. I, mean, I would. I mean, what, what are you Why doing? Do you yeah. So you end up where we said we even saw before that bomb. The wrist bomb really wasn't anything. Nothing. Nope. Even though they probably heal from it. Honestly, even the things. aspect going to that, like we don't know how much of a Zarnian crush is. We know she looks Zarnian. We look. She looks like Lobo's daughter. Is she half? Is she not? I want to know the extent of her healing. And you know what? You could have done it easily by having her arm cut off, a hand cut off, and then oh my god! Ah, and then Lova's like, just wait Don't a worry. second. <laughs> and Calm then she's down, little fingers. Yeah, something like that. And and with Your that fragging arm will be fine. In my mind, at the end of this, what you should have had, and it's a shame you didn't have a book that by the end satisfies both Crush and Lobo fans, or with anybody. the idea that you think yeah that you think that Lobo's been a jerk the whole time. Oh, my God, I thought you were being a jerk, but you were teaching me the whole time. Almost like the idea of Lobo trying his best, but he can't really do much more than what he knows. And, you know, he had a hard life and things like that. But maybe once some, you don't even get a, like a feel good a thing at the end. i father. I really want to invest in this book because I want to see how Crush is going to react to the same thing that I dealt with. Yeah. And by the end, you're just you're so concerned with your jokes. You're so concerned with this idea he of wasn't a hitting book. bad guys as much as the bottle, though, my dad. Yeah, really. That's true. <laughs> you end up where they decide they have to team up to go against the warden and all of these robots, as you say. It's robot. And they just start fighting. Even the idea of this narration switches in a weird way. And then you have to remind everybody that Lobo was naked and Ishuga. Like, all these things are like, really? Remember that? Remember that old gem? These, it's a, like a flashback. Instant classic. <laughs> I love the idea. I'm flashing back the last issue. Remember that? Oh, we got that. Oh, there he is. What oh, a stitch. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's a minor classic. You end up where they, you know, fight their way out. But even this whole thing, when they fight their way out, everything's done. They're standing on a heap of robot bodies, and there's Lobo, likes a cigar. A lot of bounties out there to be had, kid. A lot of dough. Seems like we could do this. It's like some sort of team. If you got some free times and then crush looks, I got some of that. And this weird little moment where father and daughter look at each other after this whole reconciliation of you know them fighting together and realizing that maybe they do work better as a team. It's a very nice moment then, which I actually even like. This, this is the biggest part of the book that I like, though. Where then Crush, she turns her head, Lobo pulls her gun at her and puts it to the back of her and says, maybe not. And then Crush just says, yeah, because she knew exactly what her father was going to do from all of the freaking things she's heard, what she's seen so far from, and immediately pulls a gun back on him. I'm like, look, you are your father's daughter, but you don't have to be your father. I like this whole thing, but we don't do anything because we're spending the entire time. I'm not my father. My father screwed me over. I'm going to see him to justice. And oh my God, my father didn't do this to me, but he's still a piece of crap. Just the idea that she finally gets over this. And when she, like Globo goes off, they go their separate ways, calls Katie up talking about, I want to get back together because... I've been a bit of a monster. I'm sorry for that. I don't have to do that anymore. I can be better. And like we talked about already, immediately gets a call. Hey, you want to be your father? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Also, what are you with doing? That, I love the idea because Mariko Tamaki wants to make it like, you know what? Love is not a simple thing. So Katie's like, I got to think about it. I'm like, really? And like, for some reason, it bothers me. Just because of technology in general, because Crush has a cell phone. Katie has a cell phone. 
who are deep in space, intergalactic prison for the worst in the universe, or at this point, an intergalactic barista for, I don't know, the coffee lovers of the universe. And they're just texting each other via cell phone. And I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. Even when, you know, the intergalactic well, we have space Vegas, then so. calls up, you know, crushes phone because obviously they have her number. I'm just like, I don't like it's when we use regular technology like this because everything just comes off silly in the long run. And then even when we go off and like, you know, crushing her freaking convertible full of space lizards, go and freaking become bounty hunters extraordinaire. Are you going to be able to talk to Katie because you want to be a better girlfriend to her when she's has enough time? Like you are going off now away from Katie when you just said this is what she wanted to do, Crush. Yeah, and, and went to do what her father does. <laughs> you know, about you, like, oh, well, I guess that didn't do shit. You the say about end, the cell question phone, mark. Why, why is it me upset where when she thinks back to when they were at the arcade and Katie's playing a game and Crush is pointing, well, what do you point at if you're playing? It looks like it's like Xevious or something. Like it's a, a, a Nobody shooter. plays Xevious anymore. What, what, is she, what is she pointing at? Like, there it is! Like, yeah, it's a game. Like, it, it Look, bothered I, me. Like me, they could be playing Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. They could have just beaten Darth Vader in a lightsaber battle. But why would somebody point? Because I at just you. want Vader's ass. Well, yeah, they'd point at you. Like, look at this asshole. He has so much free time. He's playing free this. Free time? Yeah, the <laughs> She's pointing at the screen. And laughing. I, I don't know what she'd be doing if that's the game there. Well, it makes no sense. Watching you getting a really low score. Well, that's what it is. It's the high scores, and I'm not on it. But look at that. Jim's not on it. No, we're just looking at the high scores. And this is the 1979-1982 era of, of arcade games. And, and they somebody, somebody put ass as their name. <laughs> D-I-K. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'll go with that. But she has her, uh, maybe she, maybe she's writing her high score. And Crush is just like, look at that person, it's ass. You get it? Oh my God, wait a minute. I got my calculator. Boobs. Boobs. Everybody's laughing it up. Dude, like, all right, high five. I did it on my calendar last week. I'm a calendar calculator last week at work when I was bored. Yeah, I, I actually did it the other day. <laughs> and, uh, and then I did boobies. I, did, I didn't sit there and look and say, look at that. Oh my God, you're playing a game? Holy moly. It, it's like supposed to be the idea that they're doing something together. This is your normal thing where you take one panel and something so innocuous and you turn it into a gigantic uh, so problem. Upset. Plus, I wanted to know what this game, game is. Jim. Let it be. They're being happy. I know it doesn't it doesn't make sense to you when you see somebody be happy. Like, what no, are they even doing? Is smiling? that what it is? Then I look back and it looks like <laughs> Robotron, possibly. I looked and it's a weird... But look how big that screen is in that game that the other people are playing. That thing is freaking humongous. Well, that looks like one of those more like, you know, late 90s games. It costs like $2 to play. I thought it was like, you know, Dragon's Lair Like one of those weird 3D big game hunter games. Yeah, I thought it was like that. But this doesn't seem to be, it almost seems like the the thing is playing that is Robotron. I don't get it. I don't get it. What's going on here? I think it says Robo. It's it seems like it's oh. all of them. Like you see, obviously the one's supposed to be Pac Man. <laughs> That's Miss Pac Man. You see, yeah. Well, whatever you see, but that one looked like it like might be Robotron or something. But actually, it's, the one that she's playing looks like freaking Zaxxon. Yeah, it's like Zaxxon. Yeah, or, you know that whole deal. Um, I love Zaxxon. 
still, what are you doing then? Watch out. This is 3D, baby. Like, is that what she's yelling at that point? It doesn't matter. It's a loose interpretation of arcade freaking I don't care. Fun. And if it's sex on, I get mad because I can't get through that first little, you, it's little area. You, you don't go elevate over that freaking barrier. I have so much problems with that. Even on the ColecoVision home, I'm like, I can't play this I have game. no depth perception. I'm what so is this? bad at that. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, goodness. And then I blame I had one of those mini arcade me. games as a kid oh, playing yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that was, was the most cool amazing game. thing ever. Uh, it was like that weird, like that perspective 3D, but with that different angle type. What like it, 2.5D? Yeah, like yeah. It ended up screwing me. I'm not sure if that's the exact yeah, term it, or it not. Screwed but me up. Cool. I, you know, Batman Beyond Mark will let us know. He knows Probably. those things, and I'm telling you, it screwed me up. I couldn't do it. I'm like, oh my god, this sucks. It's just like the idea of like, okay. I'm going to play this Castlevania. I hear all these assholes talking Because it's amazing. It, and I got to play it. I'm like, I can't get past anything. I get Because it takes saying, you to play a few times and know the down, patterns of things. Castle. I can't no, do no, the right about side up. I don't even bullshit. know what's going on. I can't do it. And then, yeah, that's what I'm talking it's about. It's so Symphony funny, too, the, the idea. Because in my mind, I've beaten Symphony at night, but I've also immediately given up when the castle turned upside down. It's like you know, like in Ghosts and Goblins. Like, you beat the game, but to really beat the game, you have to play the game again. I'm like, no, I already beat you. Fuck off. Yeah, I'm telling you. Then I. I remember at one point because games started getting real easy, you know, and people were complaining. Not me. I, I like to feel like I'm good. Easy. I, well, they ended up where we, when you had like Ninja Gaiden Black, and I'm talking on the console deal that came right. out. And it was like it's unforgiving. Even Dark Souls stuff like that started to become the idea of games are getting hard again. I'm oh, like, yeah. or uh, Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy, or whatever that game was. Like, Sure I'm was. out. I can't play this shit. I, I don't want to keep dying. I just, I don't know. I have enough problems I've in my never life. I truly live, but here I am spending time keep dying. Give me something. I'd be playing Splatoon 2 where I'm constantly getting splatted. I'm like, why do I keep doing this three minutes at a time? Play Civilization on the computer. I'm putting in the cheat codes. Next thing you know, I'm launching rockets into space within three moves. And I think I'm good. I, I Somehow what I think got? that I'm great with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I just want to play God. I knew so a man who played God once. So I loved Act Racer <laughs> so much. Ah, uh, yes. But, uh, yeah, at the end, nothing ends up being resolved. They set up a sequel with Crazy Barista, you know, Modoc. Clang, Modoc, whatever you want to go whatever. with. We don't even know what he really can do or does. He just like I just coffee, know that his seems. goo, if left on your shoe, mixed with other things, can turn into some kind yeah, of weird remember toxicity. Remember, we thought that maybe that thing. would be something that would play off again. That, I'm glad you brought that up because remember that was a dangling thing. We thought, oh, she's bringing that into the prison now because she ended up getting it. No, nothing, nothing, no setup. And you have you know this girl, or maybe she just wants a coffee. Oh my goodness! Doesn't even get that far. They don't even do that. Where she's just, oh, I got a call. Okay, I'm, I'm getting this, and then evil crush barista. and or Lobo deserve better in the end. Oh, it's still great. This issue, though, as it was throughout the series. What's that? The oh, yeah, still the art. great. Yes, this issue, the as it was throughout the series. And even though I say that, and I don't think there was an artist change, I will say that I think I like the other issues better than this one for the way it looked. Though, for some yeah, reason, I don't know why. This feels like it was a step back from what we have been getting, even though it still is very good. Maybe this was Rush and Lobo. I meant Rush Limbaugh. For so like, reason. Eddie Lee fucking coming in here doing bounty hunter shit? <laughs> Rush and Lobo? Wave. He's doing the uh, way up in the great white nose. He's doing all that nonsense. It'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, again, I get on. I see these reviews. People, oh, this was the greatest thing ever. Oh my! And I'm like, it says you and three people who bought it. It's Fine. one of the worst selling books. They can do whatever they want. They're positive, Jimmy, this year. Well, some this year. 
seriously, at points you have like an Aquaman the Becoming. Right. That it is a shame. And I, I still not liking it as much as you, but I think it's a shame that not more people are reading that. I agree. This book, I think it's still selling too many. <laughs> this could sell 3,000. I think that's 3,000 too much because you're giving people a non-story and you're really messing up a character before the character ever had any chance, any chance to really develop. And now I'm afraid that this is going to be one of those things going forward. If they want to do anything with Turns Rush, out Dan DeDio was right. Legacy characters suck. I just think that they're going to be like, okay, that's well. That's DC's take on all these low sales. Just imagine they're like, okay, we want to do this other thing with Crush, and then it's Mar- oh, Mariko Tamaki's the Crush gal. Let's and no, that no, please don't, please don't. I'm saying even if it's like some team up book or a team, I I don't need that. I I don't think that Mariko Tamaki is well suited to superhero comics. I've said it all along. She ends up winning Eisner's, but it's all for you know real life realistic things where you can have. The mundane stuff and not have her, but that's what you can't bring that to the to the things, and you can't fudge it because you don't quite get the concept of a pacing in a superhero story. She did this X twenty three. She did Wonder Woman. It's starting to be every book that she's on that is actually super. I hear I didn't read it. The She Hulk book she wrote claimed people say it's the worst. That it is the same oh. nonsense. So I just. I, I don't know, a whatever, but what would you give this? Again, I think I'm, I've given this to every issue, but I can't recall what I've given. I'd actually like to go back and listen, but I think I'm going to give this a 4 out of 10. Because yeah, I'm, like I'm anything else, a 4 too. Even though I was complaining that it might be a step back from the art, it's not bad. I still like the art a lot. But there's the lack of story, the lack of care for the character doing anything here and or going forward. It's unforgivable to me, and I wish there was actually more substance to this story because they're characters that I do care about. I got my Lobo action figure right in front of me right now, and he... I have to keep wiping tears out of his lobo eyes <laughs> from everything we're saying right now. tears? He's shedding them? Because he doesn't want to hear them? tears. Uh, I thought maybe it was because he was mind-controlled. He didn't mean to do those awful things that you know Such are cool spot figure. on for Lobo. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's what, I don't get the idea that you can actually play up a He's character. He's got his bite me fanboy leather vest on. Just about, you end up writing a character, the only character in this book you write correctly, and then at the end say... Oh, it wasn't oh, no, really cool. him. Even though he still would do it. Wink, wink. Why? I, I, why can't she end up having somebody be bad? Even the idea- you, if I was an editor at my DC, like you want to be at the ID, I'd get all of these scripts every month or whenever they have to be come in and stuff like that. And I would just be like, you know, about that. why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the idea that you have Hugh Vile, he set up a, you also have to and set and up. Abortion? Yeah, well, I'm saying you even have to set up this, you know, sympathetic beginning. Like, he's not really bad. He you ended up getting him back. Little Hugh, he was swimming in still water. The hell you say, still water? <laughs> Where was his mother? Oh, my Mount goodness. Yeah, she, she was the real villain. But, yeah, nobody's ever villainous. Nobody will ever be like, I'm just bad because I want to be bad. It's always not the bad guy. It's the mouth monster. It is. That is true. And society. Eric, and maybe therapy. I mean, where you get in the or middle just of this bad therapy? Hey, just stop to give your little soapbox on therapy. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking Bon Jovi, and I'm in. I'm always more ready to talk about Bon Jovi. Now you're saying that I should have done something with that during the mouth monster stuff. That would have been pretty good. Uh, we'll move on to the next book, which is Dark Would'd Knights of it? Steel. I give it a four as well, okay. and I, I'm with you. This whole series has been a four. Pretty sure that's what we've said the entire time. I think we've kind of meandered about it. I think at the beginning we were giving it a, a little bit of, you know, hey, we'll, we'll I see. I don't, because I was angry from the first two pages. I think we might have given it an F5 at that point. But 
it is a four overall. It's it's not going to be my book of the year. Eric, I'll tell you no. that. No, so we it's get not the even next. Be remembered in a month. We're going to go to the next book. There's a segue because I saw a bunch of lists that have this book as their book of the year. Those cheeky <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Just imagine oh, you, you and me vampire. would do this shit like, what's your book of the year? It's either fucking Dark Knights of Steel or DC Vampires. I got so much crap because I gave something that was three issues of four because the one was delayed. Oh. No, it was Creature of the Night. That's I right. I still get shit for it. I know. I, we were only one issue away and I said, well, I like it so much and there wasn't anything. That fourth issue sucked. I, I know. and that, But I end up on Slack well, that's saying why it everybody wasn't my book is of like, the year that year. I saw this deal and I'm like, what? Look at this, that two issues, because this came out after the fact, right? So right. you get two issues of a 12-issue mini, and you're putting that in your top of the year well, list of the best. And I said, what if, what if it all sucks from then? I, I just, I guess Slim just like, pickings. holy moly. And, and even with that, that same list had everything on it was not over going, uh, oh, Dark Knights is still number three, written by Tom Taylor. Amish journalism. Yasmin Butri and Arif Priano and Wes Abbott. Here we go. I'll so pull you ask me get screen ran with their goddamn 2021 best of list is. I'll give it to you 2022. Bestly. I think they just said Frank Miller's Dark Knight it is a book of the year just for got 2021. <laughs> Their movie of the year is The Matrix, and I don't mean the new one. I'm no. going back, 1999. They're out live tweeting the Golden Girls finale right now. Is that the best that the 90s gave us was T2 at the start and at the end of The Matrix? Now it's the entire no, the 90s had, so it was any good. some good stuff there. Eh? Yeah, I mean, are you talking movies or everything? I'm just talking about the decade in general. Uh, you got Pulp Fiction. That's true. Ninety four. So that's good, right? Yeah, but that's again. Here's the weird thing about it: where the Matrix, because it's ninety nine, you could say that it feels like a two thousand deal, only because damn that bullet time hit, and that's all you got for the next five years. Pulp Fiction really did end up changing. Like, okay, here we go with gritty, talky things going on. Yeah, yeah. So it really like pushed that. But yeah, that slacker and freaking clerks. I believe the best. Version movie the Tombstone, uh, not wider Tombstone. Oh. I think that was the '90s. I really liked that. Okay, right. Well, right? I, I think that we got. I'm trying to think. Of well, I'm a Forrest Gump fan, but just in general, I'm thinking about the '90s. And like, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm growing my formative years in the '90s, figuring out who the hell I am. Like, it wasn't as memorable as the '80s. I don't think. Now we had um, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Well, I it think was for me like most 90s, weekends, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, we had Outbreak, Eric. You know that that movie with the I monkeys. Still don't think I've ever seen Outbreak. Congo wasn't that the name? Amy, good gorilla. Oh, I hate that. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, that movie was done for me because I, I saw that Bruce Campbell was in that movie. I got so excited, he dies within the first three minutes of that flick, and he's out. I like that in my mind. I think Congo, and then with that, a double feature with the Island of Doctor Moreau. That that, that nonsense. The uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think of those together for some reason. Why not? Fuck it. Heart of Darkness was saying I'm just gonna Heart of Darkness is a good ass movie. Yeah. But yeah, there's some movie again though. When yeah, you look back, Kilmer movies, I think. I make the joke because I did end up getting curious somebody that they were live tweeting uh their first viewing of the major <laughs> Really? That's not real life. Why didn't anybody tell me the mix was so good? I'm like, they were 20 years ago. No, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, please. Dark Knights is still number three. And um, I think that people might be upset when you take. Oh, no, you have a take? This book, yeah, takes three. This book is one of the uh, this book is one of the three new 12 issue maxi series that have me most fired up for DC Comics right now, Eric. It, it, it's not my book of the year, though. At least I just some of the other two are, though. 
Well, that would be the DC versus Vampires uh-huh. and Task Force C. I like okay. those three. Those you like the spooky books. Up. I do. I like the, the spooky, spooky books. The fantasies. Exactly. However, this issue was a bit of a downer for me. Big things happen, but Tom Taylor seems to be rushing things. And I have a theory, and I'll tell you that you're right, and I hate it. And so the only shock to what's going on here is that it's happening so soon. Like Wrong Turn. Eric. Tom Taylor likes to kill him. Should have that sound he effect. Like but it's usually... Him. It has more of an impact because of the character work leading up. We have an impact crater here. Well, yeah, you do. Overall, though, the issue, it wasn't horrible and in no way has me less excited about the overall series. Just a little bummed out right now with this because when you go into this, the big thing is, you know, the characters. Oh, my God. You can deal with, okay, Bruce Wayne in this. You're still getting Batman, so you can rely on your knowledge of Batman, but then you expand it while you're reading it. Fuck yeah, I'm sitting here, I'm like, holy shit, the Metal Men? Yes, Yeah, then the Metal Men. So when you end up, though, having Zala, who is this, it's not Supergirl, but this version of Supergirl going hog wild with the murder here. Again, she goes and and kills Jacob in front of Jefferson, in front of the the father. To the freaking kingdom of storms. But that was a reaction to oh, yeah. I for getting I for nine. You killed right? a king, I'm killing a future king. That was big. That's last issue's cliffhanger. Now she goes and starts going just wild in the idea that I don't know. I don't have a basis of, is this normal for the character? Is this a hot-headed gal who wants her way? Is this somebody who's so loyal to her well, father? Well, we do know that she has the ability of a god and has been raised on an island full of warriors to become a warrior herself. And now that she has, you know, kind of been broken to an degree emotionally, mentally, with the idea that her father was assassinated, now it seems like Zala Jor-El will become whatever that everybody's trying to stop with the prophecy, where first we go to the Kingdom of Magnus, we're taking out that kingdom, and we also have to take out the Kingdom of Storms. The only person who has any sort of point of view on this to tell us is Diana, her lover, Eric, who says, hey, she would never do that. Now, is it because you're in love with her and you're yes. an inconsistent yes, narrator? Or is it that she's never done anything like this? Well, she hasn't, but nobody's ever murdered her father but before. But I either. also needed to see something, even if they like, showed. Like, Castle wasn't going around killing folks before, you know, like, you know, regularly before his family if, was killed. If you end up having that, then you go. But you're also setting up in this, all you needed to do, because this is an Elseworlds and you're having a new all you have to do is have her in a sparring session with somebody as an Amazonian, and she almost takes it too far. She gets upset. She ends up almost killing up that fellow Amazonian where they come and go, whoa, 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 stop. You got to stop, Sala. You're too powerful. Don't do that. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, sorry about that, guys. That would have been enough for me. Isn't that a little cliche, though? No, because Isn't I think that the cliche. its own way? The way that this is going is she's now killed one of the major characters in this book in the third issue, and I thought that it was too soon, where you don't even get to set down and, and learn about oh, these characters. It might be a little fast, I agree, for it being 12 issues, and right away we are going headfirst into a War of the Realms situation where we're going to have everybody against the House of El, especially with the idea of a prophecy looming over, which... The elves will bring total destruction to everybody, but we have everything right now. We're fucking putting the Amazon Island with the House of or the Kingdom of Storms with a direct like you know obstacle of going up against the House of El, where we have Diana Prince, the Wonder Woman, who is going with the House of El, dividing a mother and daughter of this whole thing. Like we have family versus family right now, and it's just coming to a head really quickly because I think that is the whole purpose of the story, and we don't have a lot of time to freaking you know play around with it. Well, and with that though, I think some of this is well, we have twelve issues. That's the thing. This feels like it. He thinks it's six issues, 
And my theory is obviously that this story isn't about like he's already got a story. He has to get to this other part really quick. So the idea that Black Lightning that he gets killed in this is so weird. That's King Pierce to, to you to set this up. <laughs> Where you now have to have, well, you killed my father. Well, you killed my father. And then have that wild card that the person who's doing all of the work here of killing, getting people pissed off, is pretty much one of the only characters, the main characters here, that is an amalgam of another character. You, you, it's not Supergirl, but no. it is, but it isn't. Yes. So he can do what he wants without getting yelled at. And it's a weird Just thing. Just like killing Jacob in the second issue right there, the heir to the Kingdom of Thrones or Storms, because... He was this would-be king, this the first-born son of Jefferson Pierce here. You kill him, it's fine. We never had a, a Jacob Pierce before. You kill him, and now you we don't have even a have new like a, doing the killing. Yeah, and you don't even have, like, Jacob, you're not like, oh, my God, you killed. But it's like a new, okay, yeah. And it's more for Jefferson to be upset on that and whatnot. But you have a Supergirl that isn't a Supergirl, so then you could use her to just kill everyone. Killing the metal men out of nowhere just to do it in a weird way. Well, and that's it's one just... of the weird parts about this because I'm excited as hell to see the metal men, just a bunch of freaking, you know, knights on horseback yeah, or wearing cool. different colored armor. I'm like, I like that a lot. That's a lot of fun for this whole fantasy Game of Thrones, you know, DC yeah, that's universe the fun that we, that we have like. going on here. I wanted this to be like the idea that we have a 12 issue, but like maxi series like this. This should have been the sequel or even a trilogy where there should have been one that actually set up all these other kingdoms that we had for Because when you hear the kingdom of Magnus, I'm sitting like, holy shit, what the hell are you talking about the kingdom of Magnus? And then you see the metal men. I'm like, what is this kingdom beyond these metal men and stuff like that? And will Magnus and I want to know more, but we don't have time for it. We just kill them and move on. Like we are just starting a war for fucking no reason with the kingdom of Magnus. It's so crazy. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's a highlight seeing this to me here just because it's fun, but it's also detriment because I don't know and or care about anything with the House of Magnus and how it affects the House of Storm, the Kingdom of Storms. That's what I'm saying about the setup. Usually he's good. But the the dual aspect of the the Kingdom of Storms and the House of El, I know what's going on there for the first two issues that we've already had with what their problem is with the prophecy and Constantine having the freaking, he's got the vapors, giving out all the freaking the tongues, He's talking about all this stuff, and we know that there's a wild card in the background with the green man who is setting all of this up for good or for ill. Yeah, and the weird thing, though, in this issue, again, you're going to center most on Zala going around and killing people and seeing, you know, the, the killers over here. Jefferson going and saying, hey, listen, is the are the Amazons with me? Yes, we've always been. Then Diana getting mad because I think that you have to have the Trinity, so she's like, screw this, but she wants to have peace. All of these things going down, but in the end, I really do think that what the real story, you know, you have to get away for the real story, which I think you might be right now, of Bruce going against Clark, which I didn't think was going to happen. I thought that we had a really good setup of just having the intrigue of Bruce being, you know, part Kryptonian because right. uh, of Jarell and stuff like that. But instead now, when you have, you know, Zala going off, she has to be stopped by either side. She's going too wild, too crazy. And I think that the idea that they end up out of nowhere through the prophecy, finding some kryptonite. And which we immediately find kryptonite this issue because he's half Kryptonian as well. When he goes to investigate what this impact crater is, kryptonite, we have now found something that can take down the House of L. And the idea, too, where we talk about the green man, oh, it must be a green lantern. 
this motherfucker could be the kryptonite man, and yeah, that's why he was be. able to do something we with think Oliver's it's arrow and kill Jor-El. Think, yeah, with that stuff. And yeah, you have to go with that idea that normal arrow wouldn't be able to. So I believe that the green is kryptonite Unless anyway. The green man is magical, and it was freaking magical based arrow that he gave to Oliver, and that's why. But whatever, we don't have enough information to really go, but we're speculating because it's fun. Yeah, and I, and I still like this issue enough. It's just that I think things feel very rushed suddenly, where I was really intrigued with things like, oh, that's cool. Let's get that late. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy crap, he's like stepping on the gas. To get... When when Jefferson gets killed here, and we don't really even know his daughter, who's now going to be queen. Thunder. I thought like, mm, why why couldn't you have set that up a little more? And then well, maybe have his die. intent, his actual story that he wants to tell is the thing with the daughter and everything like that, where we still have, you know, freaking nine issues after the series to talk about all these different things. So we really had to put the pedal to the metal to get it started to tell the story that he wanted to tell with this. It's weird. You could have started with that story, though. I guess you, I mean, the idea of Zala going and, and attacking everyone, that sets all of this up. But even then, you, you end up having Jimmy at the beginning. I don't know. I didn't He's like that. Astronomer. I didn't like that telescope looking like just a regular telescope. I wish it looked a little more fancy or steampunk with that. But you also get that more mention of you Robin. To steampunk in a fantasy. Well, it doesn't. World. It, it, it's a fantasy world, and that thing looks like something I could buy right now at Kmart. It doesn't even look fantasy. Yeah, you fly either. to Kmart, talk about fantasy. Well, seriously, I'm living in a fantasy world of my own here. Uh, but. You end up where he's like, hey, you know, get the Robins. And even this little stuff in the background, the idea of the, like, fetch me a Robin, that's fun as hell. But to know that the Robins are going around the Kingdom of Storms, probably with little hoods up, thinking they're like little thieving boys and that nobody takes, a, like, a notice to in the Kingdom. I love that, you know, he Batman has spies throughout there, and those are what the Robins things are. Little things like that. It's a lot of fun. I think we got that last issue or the first thing is, I don't know if I got the idea of that. I just knew that Batman had Robins like, you know, just squires and stuff like that. But I don't know if I actually got the idea that they were embedded fully in the Kingdom of Storms. And you end up with Amanda Waller being brought up again where I do. And we saw all those prisoners down below. And I think there will be a suicide squad. All these things are pretty cool. But again, the whole deal is, oh, my God, Zala. She ended up killing Jacob. You end up having Jefferson go to the Amazons to explain this is what happened. Uh, do you, are you, you got my back. Are you going to be with me? And Hippolyta goes with, again, like a medieval deal in real medieval history and stuff. A lot of times you go with the house that you always were going with oh, yeah. before. There are treaties and things set up that that's what you always do. And we always, we always side with the Kingdom of Storm, so we're with you. Well, even along the lines of how, like, Superman and, like, you know, communism was with the Superman Red Sun and stuff like that, how the, like, Themyscira and Wonder Woman sided with him because of who he was and how he, like, wanted to obtain order and stuff like that. They thought that that was the thing, even though it's, you know, America's enemies of the time and stuff like that. That is who the Themyscirans side with, and I can understand with the idea of who we have with the House of Storms, who we've always side with, and who has never caused us problems, and we do know there's a looming prophecy of doom. Of course we're going to fucking go with the House of uh, the Kingdom and, of Storms. And just the added deal of, are you going to go with us that you always went with, or are you going to go with these stinking aliens? Like, they, they, they're not from here. Damn right, fuck those aliens. So you have that play as well. Which I do like. I even like when Jefferson. I like when Jefferson comes down and they end up. You know, you don't set foot here. I'm like, I think you know that asshole stepped. You know he stepped. He freaking broke the walls. I see. And he, you know, his ass did that on purpose to prove a point. Big Dick Jefferson Pierce. He's there because yeah, he ends up saying they're like, we're there, we're going with you, and Diana's like, screw this, I'm out of here, I'm for peace, and then starts yelling, and it's weird. It's not the idea of at first Zala would never do that. 
This is a, but then it just becomes the idea. It's not our She's war. Biased. It's not our war. Now I love Jefferson, who's just. He, he, did you kill? Yeah, I, I kind of did. But my son. What, wait a minute. What did you? No, my son. Like no, this was a you know direct deal, eye for an eye. Like you done messed up. You're the one who started this, you asshole. Don't try to spin it any different. Now, I think that we don't I'm know what the, King, that, the, the, the like the House of Wayne did with the L's leading up. I'm you, I wish we would have had a whole build up with this because we are playing with mystery here. Well, about, I'm just you know, going with Jefferson's just pissed. <laughs> He's right. like my son. Now, with that, I think that Tom Taylor realizes that you can say, well, who's right? Who's wrong? Well, let's have Zalo just go and kill everyone. Like kill everyone, including Jefferson. So Tony, that really I kind of want this to become deal. a weird natural born killers where, you know, Wonder Woman believes that Zala wouldn't do this. Those are lovers. She loves Zala. They are together. When she goes out to prove her point to herself and regroup with the House of L or just Zala in general, where Zala talks about all this, them being the most powerful Wonder Woman and a Supergirl paired up and being a force against the entire world where I'm like, that is almost an unstoppable force. Is like Rodney Dangerfield their father? Is he like I, in I flashbacks? I say that, but I'm like, that, is, that was such a freaking overhype. Like, I hate that movie. Everybody's talking about how great that movie was. I'm like, I did not care for it, and I still don't care about you it. You like True Romance better, don't I'm you? Not a real fan the, of that. No, really. no, a lot of people aren't. That's weird. Know, but hmm. you end up with this where, yeah, she's. But she says the funny thing is she doesn't say she's going off. I'm going to go off and prove that Saul is right and didn't do this. She goes, I'm going to go off to have. The idea she's going to go right headbutting right into the idea that Zala is a murder. And I think that that's where you end up having that deal where Bruce might say, listen, we got to get rid of Zala. Where Superman's going to say, no, well, you Zala don't understand. The problem. Like, Zala is proving everything that Oliver said right about the House of Owl being murders. Because even when you have the metal men right there in the, the land of Magnus, like, what are you doing in the land of Magnus? It's not going to be your land for much longer. And then rips them all in two. I'm like, what the fuck did they yeah, do? Yeah, and again, they were going to try, it seems, to find this fallen star that ends up being kryptonite. So they go and end they up doing that. that. Like, they talk about the idea. I just think they were fucking on horseback of a jolly old metal man. They're time. just going, and they're like, what's up, Mercurio? And he's like, I am liquid at room temperature, I am. Mercurio. <laughs> so funny, it's Mercurio. Mercurio, what's going on with your hot-headedness? Oh, my. Right? That'd be cool. I just, the worst is I'm, I'm as bad as you. I thought that when they get to that point where they stop, hey, check that out, lead. <laughs> I thought it was because he was in the front. I'm like, oh, no, it's Len. I'm Eric. I'm Eric. It might be, and that's the joke. <laughs> he might be the head metal man, even though we haven't gone there, obviously. The but because we're playing, you know, fantasy games, know. he's the lead. He and was the might lead, be Led. but I'm like, oh, I'm Eric. Uh, but yeah, that's a shame. It's a shame. You could still I sh- go I back and see more of that. I did too. Uh, it did, like, again, though, like the idea where there's Sala, this isn't like, hey, you shouldn't be in the kingdom of Magnus. That's not allowed, right, Mercurio? Aye, aye, Captain. I don't know why he's talking like that, but then she just goes. pirate now. And then she just goes, oh, okay. Run her out. Like, she does not pause. She's insane. But you never, I don't have the basis. I wish that this was the idea that I saw that she was just a loving. This is what happens when you have a Kryptonian born on Earth. All that freaking yellow sun heats up the blood, makes the brain crazy. I would have liked to have seen that this is against It's like character. old-timey doctors. You know, and Give even, that girl some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> She's got her Q-zone in the wrong factors. But I, I wish that I saw just a tiny bit 
that showed me, oh my god, like she is so incensed. Like you want to see her, her, her little, like see. little Bruce and little Clark when they're all growing up, and she likes to murder animals, so that's why they sent her to Mascara. Maybe that, or the idea that you know, just her dad with her a little, and she really loved her dad, but had to go off to be an animal. I don't that's know. The thing is, I want to say that maybe she was the house embarrassment, and she was sent off to private school, which is Mascara. It's it's like that Kennedy that they ended up getting a lobotomy because she was a little oh, yeah. slow. That's, yeah, a, that's a sad ass story. She, she is that. I think she just had like dyslexia, right, or something. Yeah, along I think. Those lines. I think now they realize that. Yeah, she, yeah, she wasn't. It wasn't that anything. bad. It's just yeah. that you know, it wasn't up to a Kennedy stand. God damn, people are fucking awful. Just awful, awful things that people were able to do or still do. Uh, but yeah, even the idea though, it's not even like she. She's like, hey, what's up? Boom. Maybe a little bipolar, if I remember right, or whatever. Yeah, it, it might have been something like that. And you end up where again, it's like. Okay, this is Superman running his fist through the Joker and in injustice. It's really. I think at one point she snuck out of school to go meet a boy. And she, that's, it was, it. that's what it was. And supposedly, what I heard is she also liked to diddle she got a little. In the blood. She liked Lock to diddle a cocaine. little, like people do. I mean, she yeah. liked to, you know, pleasure herself, and they did not like that. Well, not in public. Who knows? Well, yeah, you don't want to feel it there. Um, but yeah, all this goes on. And you end up then after Hippolytus says, yeah, we're with you. We'll, we'll always be with the storm. Diana goes off and then Jefferson leaves and they're talking about the idea. And I like this conversation where, you know, Constantine says, you just gave the elves the most powerful deal of the Amazons. He goes, no, no, what I got out of here was the one supporter of the elves deal. Constantine, you tricky bastard, you, you <laughs> cheeky bastard. You're conniving just like me, good old King Pierce. And then there you go. You have Solid just show up, boom, and then kills, like, with a little fanfare, just kills him. But I do like the one thing where you, you do have, you know, my daughter, she's the queen now, you know, please help her. But also, he does say, and that's the ending, you do get that deal, at least in this little pairing of, Jefferson does just want to have a beautiful world. He might be against aliens. He might think that any might have started this, but he does say, just try to save this world. It's a beautiful thing and it, it deserves to go. And I, I kind of like that. But when he died, I was like, I don't know that I'm invested enough yet in the story with the amount of issues for me to be like, holy crap, like really get, uh, you know, emotional about it, except for the idea of, Jesus Christ, that was quick. I didn't sure think was. that was going to happen. She was escalating fast. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay. And it just, it didn't feel like an escalation in my mind that it was hitting with me. It's like almost like I'm missing some things. And we've talked about some of the things that even you brought up, Metal Men and stuff. We kind of wish that we got more. Unfortunately, we didn't. But then we have this whole prophecy and they keep going with it. There's a shooting star that ends up going. And you do have Bruce and Alfred going. Now, this is another thing. I really kind of wish that this was where we discovered that Bruce was the son of the idea that he goes in the kryptonite and he, he, it affects him. It would have been a cool deal of like, what the hell's going on? I really do like that we were told right away that I just wish Alfred would idea. have been like, I got to talk to you about this. I think like that we this talked is about the idea that Jarrell was his son. He gets to know this information right before Jarrell is killed, right in front of him, setting up this whole idea of being the bastard son of the king right now, even against what his parents, who were the king's apparent before the whole thing. Just making him this pure outsider just wants to be there for what he considers his family and protection, but always being the forgotten son. I liked it. I would have liked it here where you have it because already up until this, then you would have had Bruce like, come on, Clark, you know, I'm with you. I'm down with you, Cal. You're not part of my family. You don't understand. You don't. Now we know and we kind of get upset about that. But if you had that, and you're like, poor Bruce. I mean, I wish that they would treat him better. 
And then he goes and finds this kryptonite, falls over, and says, what's happening, Alfred? What's happening? He throws and says, I think i got to talk to you, because Alfred does know. And I wish he would have said, I, I have a little tale to tell for you that might clear this up. And I think that then you would have gotten the idea, then from this point on, Bruce would now have that, all right, now I'm really upset with myself for Drell dying, but I am part of the family, but I can't. I think it would have played out a little better as a shock to have that. Uh, but again, we didn't have it that way, so I can't say anything yeah. of it. But you do get kryptonite. Alfred throws it away. I hope he goes back and gets it because oh, yeah. you're going to have the secret weapon Zala. of the war coming forward. Yeah, and you need to keep that away. But the thing from... is, you stop Zala. You grab that thing. Not only you're getting the freaking ire of Superman, but the death of his sister. But then Wonder Woman, the other most like powerful being in this goddamn world, is coming after your ass like. You take out Supergirl, the most psychopathic person we have right now. You take her out, and you have more problems on well, your hands. Well, and that's why I said at the beginning, and I'll get to what that now. a great now, idea for a story. When I said at the beginning that I was mad because I think you might be right, is the idea that I think that Bruce would be the one to say we have to stop Zella. And then, you know, she's my sister. She's my sister, too, jerk. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your brother. Your, yeah, I'm your brother. And then it hits, but then you end up having Bruce, Alfred, and the Robins who well, are already there have to run too, off to the like, of you know, civil, The Civil War movie, freaking Captain America 3, where, like, he's my friend. So was I. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that that's brother. the deal. I think that, now, again, it's a weird deal. He can't really deliver the finishing blow because he can't get near that kryptonite as well but or you do. can he and he overpowers and struggles through because he is the batman and only half kryptonian and even though he's in pain is the one to plunge the dagger into superman and or whatever gonna yeah make out of it. i would think it's zala you have to quit and i think that that's where again this is all about family but superman, then we still have the green man yeah superman is already upset and then you go and say you have to kill your sister what she's cool way story. over the top <laughs> like i said it'd be cool with the idea she's my sister too that's a big reveal he doesn't believe it. I'm telling it. you, Batman is the Jon Snow who will become the freaking King of the North right now with all this stuff because he's the bastard that nobody knows about and you are right there. I said it was funny because the one reviewer out of nowhere is like, I think I get that this might be the, the game of... Well, that's what we were talking you, about at one point with uh, the Aquaman series when you, Reggie, and I used to do it and then somebody went, Underwater this is game just of like Thrones. Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, we were talking about that since the get-go. I, 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 even got, I even came up with that, that catchphrase, the Underwood Game of Thrones, and I used it as nonsense. I was like, this is nonsense at one point, but you end up where, yeah, you, you end it with that. I just think things were put a little fast forward. Next right issue right. looks like we're going to have a background and see what exactly did happen with Martha, Jarrell, all that. You get to see that. Jarrell bang Martha Wayne, just like everybody's always wanted. Yep, there's what Talk I call. Talk about some fan fiction That's fantasy. That's what I call Elseworlds indeed. All right, but. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Alfred knows. The so code of Thomas Wayne. I like Wayne. that Alfred knew, too, and he's kind of there. He is he making was there sure too. things. He watching. Jarrell yeah. made sure it was a kingdom event. That is true. You see it now. So like, I, I went in back third. Times. I got thirds. Uh, but what would you give this? thing is, I, I do agree that this is feels really rushed in the pace and get us where we need to go with this whole thing. But I also understand that maybe there's a story more in line with what Tom Taylor wants to get to, and that's why we need to rush to it. But you still need to have a little bit of background in that. Love the art throughout. Love the idea that we have the Zala character, what we can do with that, with all the relationships that we've seen throughout this. I still like this a lot, even with that. So I'm going to give an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm 7.5. 
I give it a 7.5. And yeah, I still like it. I still like it a lot. It's just, I had to kind of say, yeah, you're rushing things. And if it is the idea, we're too. And with Jefferson out of the way, I want to see how Thunder is going to become the queen now and how she will react to this whole assault on her father and brother, the Kingdom of Storm. I mean, it seems like a hot weekend and everybody's dying. Is she willing to put the kingdom at war and see more death? I want to know more about how she'll react. I would have liked to have seen more of them a little before this, too, just to see what would go on. But the problem is I have is that you're three issues in. So the first two issues you have, then you get to a point where it does seem like, okay, I got to rush because I want to get to the story I want to tell. It's just weird to then go two issues. You could have just started it. You could have had in the first issue have all this crazy whatever. You could even have, like, if you don't want Jefferson, you can have them all dead, whatever. And it just felt weird. You're setting up the stakes. You're setting up the kingdoms against each other. But after all this time, it just all happens in a week, it seems, to just ba-boom. And, yeah, it just seemed rushed. But from here on out, here we go. And I do want to see what happens with Kingdom of Storms, how people react. And, and if you know, I don't know. I don't even know how that kingdom is or what it is because he hasn't really seen much of it. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe but, we will now that Anissa is queen. Yeah, maybe people will, won't accept her. Maybe they're, hey, we don't need a queen. Like, yeah, they're real ass. awful. You go and not accept real her and her awful, sister with right? the powers that they have. Again, it's funny, too, the idea of, I don't like those aliens because they're like gods on Earth. So are you. I mean, look at you guys. You're crazy, but. There's powers in the blood. The blood of the land. The blood of Earth. Or, man, yeah, it's the magic play. I mean, it's just weird. Also, I. You know, you get the little things where you do have to have Tom Taylor have the things like, we don't, we didn't have prophecies on my home run. I'm like, really, Cal? What, what the hell do you know? And you should, well, maybe you should have. I like Carly. Like, did you, Cal? Yeah, really. I mean, listen to him. <laughs> it's like somebody who fucking, you know, moved to a state like, let's say, Pennsylvania when they're like one and a half years old, but they always tell you, yeah, I'm from California. Yeah, it's like my, my mom ass. saying she's from South Philly. I don't even think she's been to South <laughs> born and bred. No, you're from Bournemouth, England. It's like Jessica always sure. tells me, like, I'm from Massachusetts. Like, you moved here when you were three years old. That's what my dad used to get mad at my mom. When my mom, well, I am English. And I'm like, you have spent more time in the States than you did. I can still go with that, though, because she grew up I there know. and that was her entire it culture. It still was odd that she was, like, really, like, pushing it. And she but but been she's way from over. South Philly on Facebook. Out of South Philly. That's ridiculous. goddamn ridiculous. And she's eating a cheesesteak and a soft pretzel. <laughs> oh, she's, she's, having, she's having a crumpet. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the picture oh, when this all checks out. Yeah, and you're like, all right, there's there it goes. That one. Look, she's, South South look, she's got a black guy, South Philly girl. Yeah, really. She's like, hello, Wolf. Fly, Eagles, fly, I says. And you're like, oh my God, South Philly. Spot oh my on. goodness. <laughs> I actually mistook you. I thought you were a Southie from Boston there. Oh my goodness, you tricked me. All right, now, fish in a drink, Governor. If it do. Spells out the Eagles, but gets it wrong. <laughs> she isn't very smart. Right? <laughs> well, she is from Bournemouth. E A L G H T Eagles, love. That's what she yells, and they're like, "What the fuck is she yelling?" I don't know. She brought food though, so everybody cheer. I don't know say. Who knows what my mom's into nowadays? Zach, who was the only remaining. Uh, Pauline supporter has completely gone against her now. Has completely like he's like, yep, she's a loser. Bitch. <laughs> he told me that the other day. Wow. I'm like, I I don't need you know information that I already know, my friend or my son. Yeah, he was the only one, and he's done. He said he's done. She had t- uh, tried to like, we should go, we should go to dinner sometimes, and every time, like seven times, she ended up not showing. He's like, fuck you. 
She's a bitch. That she's a selfish bitch from South Philly. But aren't they all like that in South Philly? I don't know. Aren't they all? I, I don't. Spent a lot of time in South Philly, personally. Yeah, I don't know. South Philly, born and bred. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's all excited. The Eagles made the playoffs. I mean, she's such a football fan. Ah, uh, yes, but yeah, that's I'm the best stuff. Like, oh shit, that's news to me. Go Eagles! Yeah, really. <laughs> you and Pauline come like Brock Lesnar won the World Championship. That's yeah, all I know. You know, know that? Oh my goodness gracious! But uh, yeah, that's that. I'm a little bit down, but I'm still, I'm still onto this book. It's one of my favorite, if not my this is your second, book of the year, isn't it? It's my second favorite book that we're actually dealing with Talking right about now. Right now, DC versus Vampires is my favorite. I, I really one. do uh, like that. What yeah, that steak, is definitely not a bullet. My number one, get me the steak sauce. You stake claims to that book. Oh, my goodness gracious. That is true. I hope that it is more biting as we go forward. Is that good? That's not good. That book's (laughs) eternal. Uh, You see, I'm I'm still trying to think, and then you throw one out, and it throws me all off. What oh is my that? god! Life blood. I I can sing my teeth in November. There you go. <laughs> See, I did it. You did it. I'm so did proud it. of you. It, it's weird though because but now I, your chair collapses. It's one of the books that I love. It, it actually, I'm leaning the other way right now. The <laughs> the funniest is I love that book to come out, but I don't want it to see the light of day. Well, why would you? You don't want it to go away. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I can't wait for a flaming Superman vampire. In, in a weird deal, though I shouldn't, I invited it into my house and, and my yeah, heart. What have so. I told you? I know. Read that shit outside I during messed, the day. I messed up. But I would DC like might be it. versus vampires, but I'm loving it. Ah, yes. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm, not, not I'm not versus the vampire. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm, I'm telling you, you, you would love to see... How I'm sitting here with like my one ass cheek fully over on the side because yeah, I, I can, love to see it. I'm gonna go down. You would like it, Ash. You would like it a lot. I'd like it a lot. Uh, but that's it. That's it for the uh, spotlight. Thanks everybody uh, for picking this. The badasses of the Get Fresh Crew, but mm-hmm. everybody listening, all the support, everything with that, and in the surprise development, a revolting development. It looks like we're gonna have an end of year award show. I ended up listening to. Our 2019 award show, and I, I got a chuckle out of it, Eric. We're going to end up having an award show very quick with the major awards, including Best New Character, only so I can talk about 2XL. When I say 2XL, I think it's double XL, and now I'm thinking of the robot, Eric. But with all of that it's going on... It's the same on, thing. 2XL and double XL, it's the same thing. Yeah, but when I say 2XL, I think of the robot. But what do you what, what do you see when you look at your share tags? What I see is M. For man, that's what there's I only, see. There's three X's. Man. I don't understand. I'm like five X's. How many X's can you have? What? Larger than life. I mean, seriously, who am I, Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> that was a joke about a sort of life. I don't even know. Sitting here, I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know why Billy Bob Thornton. Does he have five? Was he married five times? I don't, I don't know. know. Does but anybody I, know? I don't know if he wasn't. So there you go. There you go, Eric. There it is. The end. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, five X's. I'm dicking it up. <laughs> five X's. Ah, yes, but thanks, everybody. <laughs> it's making me laugh. Like he, I don't know. He doesn't just like porn. He likes real hardcore porn. That's five X's. You can't send that through the mail. Holy moly. Hey, check this out. Thornton has been married six times. Ha- See? It worked. It actually Holy worked. Shit. That was- <laughs> See, there you go. Sometimes you can dumb yourself into a joke that makes sense. But the thing is, 
Uh, does he have six exes, though? Is he still married? I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe he does have five and a current wife. I don't know. I don't know, Eric, but we're going to stop there thinking that I'm at least kind of right. So that is it. Bing That's bye. it for the deal, well, Eric. On his Wikipedia, I see that he has five exes, so I, it does look like that. Wife-wise. Right. I was completely right. Plot your ass. That was really odd. <laughs> I don't even know why I thought of his name. But I that's don't know it. why either, because I've never know. thought of who he's been with besides for Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. That's it. But hey, this weird I win. Or, I, win. I don't win. Yeah, they have that thing with their blood. Um, he's, I think that he's now cloning Angelina Jolie. That's why he did that. Or she's a vampire. But with all that, Eric, we're going to get going. What do we say at the end of the spotlight? Turn that spotlight off. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.